0: G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. It is Friday afternoon here on the Gold Coast. So I just thought I'd just jump on and do a really quick episode. Um yeah, I try to knock this one out in under 10 minutes. That's my goal. I have one really short one each week, and I sometimes follow fail with that. But with this one, guys, it is the three best supplements for the gym. Okay, so again, I repeat the three best supplements for the gym. From doing my Q&As for about five years on Instagram, I can tell you the number one thing I get asked about is supplements. People love supplements. They love the questions on supplements. Obviously, supplements are everywhere. Um, It's something I've never had a sponsor on, probably the only person in the world of fitness to never have a supplement sponsor. The only thing, obviously, I've ever sold is my own training program, stuff like that. Nothing wrong with selling supplements, but it's just, yeah, something I guess no one's really, I don't get many offers. I guess people just don't, are not too interested in me for whatever reason. But when it comes to supplements, something I don't talk about too much on social media and I guess on podcasts and blogs and stuff like that, just because I think people really, really, really get a misunderstanding of how valuable supplements are. And In the hierarchy of importance, they're so low in the grand scheme of things, but doesn't mean that supplements cannot have a place in your diet for for helping your training, for helping your performance, for helping you potentially build muscle or lose fat, etc., But it's really important to understand that hierarchy of importance, okay? So before I get into the three supplements, which I believe would be the best for the majority of people to help them with their performance in the gym and fat loss, body composition goals in general, as always, guys, please, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you um, share it to your audience. Um, If you haven't, guys, make sure you please follow the podcast. Following the podcast helps me so much, so at the top of on Apple, I know at the top of the Coach Mark Carroll page on Apple, there's a follow button. Please, please press that. I think on Spotify, there's one as well. And also, if you can leave a five star rating, if you enjoy my episode and a quick review, you know, I get over 10,000 people listen to my podcast each week. And I think I've only got about 400 five star ratings or something like that. So that's a whole lot, 90, like 90%, 95% of you who haven't done a five-star rating. So please, guys, you listen each week. Help me out. All right. Now, three best supplements. All right. So best is, well, who's for? Okay. So who's this for? What I'm trying to talk about here is to the average, guys. I'm not trying to talk to a special health condition. Okay. So please don't go be like, oh, what have I've got this? And what have I've got that? I'm not talking to you. Okay. So. One of my, one of the, what's that saying? One of the things that grinds my gears on social media, if say I do a post and it's like, hey, here's the three best quad exercises. And then someone writes back, well, what's the best hamstrings exercises if I've got a bad knee? I'm like, well, that's not what the post is about. Like there's always, you know, you just try to put something out there and then people always want to have like 10 different things you want to answer about it. But... (laughs) back to the point the best supplements guys so please just understand we're talking body composition so building muscle or helping with losing body fat right so three best supplements for body composition now firstly a majority of the things in supplement stores are pretty crap you know so much of them have really weak i guess research behind them a lot of things sound really good in theory. And so it's not like people are putting things out there where they go, "Oh, I'm trying to con people. Or I'm trying to scam people." It's a lot of the time. It's like this could potentially help because there's this potentially um, pathway through the body that it could maybe make some logical sense that this supplement could help. This and it's kind of like a what we call correlation versus causation. So is it so instead of thinking, well, oh well, sorry, instead of actually having proof that this supplement will do X. It's more so potentially thinking that this supplement could do X, but in the end it doesn't. It does Y and Y isn't actually going to be beneficial for growth. So this is just one of the reasons with supplements, there's so much crap out there. There's most of the stuff that comes out is just recycled. So the recycled old stuff, you know, the the best stuff is really just going to be the staples. Okay. So none of this is earth shattering, but this is what I would recommend if you're going to invest your hard-earned cash into supplements, okay. Number one, pretty simple, a protein powder. Okay, wow, oh, Mark's shocking a protein powder. Yes, I know, simple, but it's true. Okay, I don't look at protein like whey protein as like a supplement, really. As well, it's just I just see it as a dietary cho- um, a choice. You know, it's a food. You know, whey protein is just like. Making, you know, how people make cheese or milk—it's just basically a dairy source in a way. It's a, it's just broken down. It's why its whey, um whey comes from dairy. And the thing with whey protein, for example, we'll use whey protein, is that it's basically like one of the best, probably the best protein source you can get because it's just literally created um, to do what we want. You know, it's got the a really high what we call a leucine um, profile in it, so a leucine 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 is our key amino acid which um for helping trigger muscle protein synthesis which is what we want to build muscle so leucine's the number one kind of amino acid so amino acids are what makes up our protein and leucine's our key amino acid we want and this is one of the reasons why people say um vegan protein sources like uh rice protein or soy proteins and stuff like that aren't as good as whey protein the reason is primarily because they have a lower leucine content. So even though the protein can be, say, 25 grams in each, the whey protein will have higher leucine, which is kind of why um, whey protein is really, really effective. But if you don't want to have whey protein, yes, you can have something like a casein protein, but a casein is going to be a slow release. doesn't matter, really, not much. Um, I'll do a actually a podcast on um, slow release versus fast release protein. But the main thing is, no, it doesn't really matter. But if you are a vegan or you don't like whey because of um digestion issues with whey dairy etc., then any protein source is fine from a shake. Whatever it is, the main thing is for ninety nine percent of us is just to get our protein target in. Why do I suggest a protein powder has been the best supplement? Because it just gives us the most key from nutrition for building muscle and maintaining muscle protein it gives it us in the most low cost most time efficient manner possible so how many shakes can you have a day well you know one to two is probably fine depending on your protein intake Um, but yeah they're perfect for snacking perfect for when you're on the go so protein powder number one always okay number two pretty simple caffeine all right so caffeine why because Again, oh, caffeine, what a shocker, Mark. Yes, I know. But caffeine, why caffeine? Because caffeine has actually, again, unlike most supplements, been proven to help improve performance to some degree. It improves things like focus and um, alertness and stuff like that. So how much does it improve things? Again, it's important to understand these things aren't steroids, guys. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, I had this and now I put on 10 kilos of muscle. But caffeine can help improve performance we know this but again it's the devil's in the dosage the timing when should you use caffeine when should you not overuse caffeine Um, it's important everyone has a different caffeine um, sensitivity some people are very sensitive to um, a caffeine so they feel the effects other people like me who have copious amounts of caffeine have basically lost all sensitivity and we just i just need endless amounts to get anything which is not ideal Um, so with caffeine guys, obviously, you know, you can get it in things like just coffee, you can get it in um tablet, just caffeine tablets. Yes, you can get it in pre-workouts, you can get it in um all these different things. Long story short, pre-workouts are fine, most of them. Um, again, a lot of them have got a lot of stuff in them, which actually doesn't do very much at all if anything um so this is why i'm pretty basic with my caffeine you know i like things like oxy shred oxy shred i'm not sponsored but obviously my partner is so i have it and no i don't get paid for this um but i like oxy shred because it doesn't have um beta alanine in it so beta alanine is that supplement that you know if you have a pre-workout and you get that really itchy feeling um down your back that's the beta alanine and i hate that um the beta alanine is more for like a Uh, The reason why I don't like beta alanine, really, because it just it's more so about a bit more longer time and attention work, so it's not going to help you in those probably 30 to 40 seconds, um, which is how long, say, a working set in the gym will last. So it's going to be a bit more beneficial for someone doing a bit more endurance, strength endurance work. But long story short, caffeine, guys, whether you have, say, a double black coffee or Oxytree or a sugar-free Monster, which I just had, before the gym or even some caffeine tablets choose something really cost efficient um, and time it, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour before the gym, how much to have. I don't, (laughs) it kind of depends, you know, the dosages that's shown to help with performance are actually pretty damn high. Like I think it's like three to five grams per kilogram of body weight, which obviously is really high. So if you're going to be having say, three to four grams per kilo before the gym. I would also then be really limiting your caffeine throughout the day in other times. Um, So you're just not having copious amounts of caffeine throughout the entire day. Um, But again, caffeine, it's not magic. It's not this thing that's going to be like, Oh my God, now I'm going to be burning all this fat. How can it help you? Well, it can help you because obviously you can be a bit more mentally, potentially mentally switched on in the session and help you again, potentially move a bit more, lift a bit heavier, how much is going to help you. Nah, it's, 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 you know, and a lot of it I think is placebo, but we know caffeine does help. Uh, how are you going for time? I think I'm going over 10 minutes as usual. Now the third and final supplement guys is again, what a shocker creatine. So creatine again, what I like is things that are actually being proven by research to actually help people. So, creatine, we know, um, yes, it helps potentially build muscle, get you stronger to some degree. I did a podcast, guys, on creatine. It's about a 30 minute podcast. So, if you want to learn about the benefits of creatine, um, go. I think it's about two months ago. I did a podcast on creatine, I think probably in March, February, March. April, so go check that out. That's one of my one of my most downloaded podcast episodes on creatine. But right now, just say quickly, creatine. Yes, you can use it in the build phase. Of course, you can use it in the cut phase. Why can you use it in the cut phase if it apparently makes you gain weight? You're not gaining body fat. You're gaining um, water intracellular water. So it's a water being pulled into your muscle cell, which is actually a good thing. So why does this matter when you're doing a cut for say fat loss? Well, because obviously if you can potentially lift a little bit heavier and perform a bit bit better, that's going to be a good thing when you're trying to maintain your muscle tissue when you're dieting in a calorie deficit, right? The the stronger we get or the more we can maintain our strength and muscle mass, the better when we diet. So that's why creatine can be really useful in a cut. And it's important to understand that creatine is not making you fatter. It's not making you more bloated like we often think. It's not um, what we call extracellular water retention, which is like water under the skin. It's water within the muscle, intracellular, which is what we want. The only times water can, um, creatine can give you a bit of loading is not actually just from the creatine under the skin. It's going to be more from like um, gut issues. So sometimes when people have too high a level of creatine, initially um, it can cause a little bit of GI distress which leads to then having a little bit of bloating just because of that GI distress. So if you're prone to a bit of gut issues with creatine, lower the dosage or try to break up the dosage into a few little servings throughout the day. Around three to five grams is normally the kind of the common approach to be used on a daily amount. Now, again, the thing with creatine, guys, I can't stress you enough. It is not magic. It's not a steroid. It's not something like that. So many people think this is going to be like a 30 second rant but if you have a choice between spending money on a great coach one of my programs when all creatine or pre-workout and you go and choose creatine or pre-workout instead of Mm -hmm. investing into working with someone like myself you are insane and I mean that in the most polite loving kind-hearted way but Please prioritize the things that matter, okay? So these supplements are a nice bonus feature. Add on, they work great or they have potential to work well when you're doing everything else well, okay? But if you're not getting your calories right, if you're not training hard, if you're not hitting your macros, if you're not being consistent with the gym, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not managing your stress, if you're not training really intelligently, um, lifting with great technique or you know training really hard, it's not going to give you anywhere near the potential benefits, um, things like creatine, okay? Protein, of course, have that no matter what. It's always going to help. Caffeine, we all have caffeine. I'm sure 99% of us have it regardless, but use it as a tool to help you with the gym. Um, you might not. You might also find it more of a tool when you're in a dieting phase when energy is a little bit lower. And creatine, creatine is something, yes, you can have every single day. It's something that takes a long time to build up in your body. So, yes, you can be consistent with it. Just don't think it's magic. Don't think, oh my God, I'm training crappy. I've got crappy training. I'm not sleeping. I train half-hearted in the gym, but I'm taking creatine, so that's going to fix things. No, guys, get the basics right first. So remember that hierarchy of importance for training, changing your body composition from a nutritional standpoint. Remember, it's always adherence. Number one, that's the most important thing. Then energy balance, calories in versus calories out then macronutrients, then micronutrients, then meal timing, then supplements. Okay. So supplements are last. So this is where, again, are you doing all those other things? Well, first, if not target them and then go invest in supplements. I can't stress enough how many people spend hundreds of dollars a month on supplements, but then they won't go invest into their training for something that's like. Half the price, which can give them life-changing um, momentum and learn so much. So please go invest into my programs and then go invest into something like a supplement after you've been doing that well, working with me, crushing it. Okay, guys. So there you go. Three of the best supplements for um training. For so improving your body composition that actually got research behind it, which don't which don't cost a fortune whey protein, creatine, caffeine, it's all super cheap and affordable. They're the things I'd focus on from a training and um, training perspective for improving your performance in the gym. Okay, guys, so there you go. If that helps, then please make sure, as I said, leave a five-star rating and go share it to your audience. As always, guys, hope this was a nice quick one Um, whenever you listen to it and you get some value. But yeah, thanks, guys.